Uh, well, hello and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Walls Report. My name is Charlie Wallace. You could sound more enthusiastic and less resigned about that. <laughs> welcome to yet another. <laughs> uh, well, I'm just saying, you know, this is what happens when I am forced to do the intro several minutes into the start of the podcast. We don't I've know that lost yet. Lost my motivation. <laughs> well, hello there and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace. Hi, I'm Adam Gobeski. And we have with us two very intense guests. Well, one intense and one perhaps not so intense. We have with us Doug Gobeski. Hello! And Paul Cranberry Wilcox. It's great to be here! (laughs) (laughs) I'm the intense one, right? Yeah, <laughs> apparently <laughs> he claimed it, <laughs> and uh, we might as well get right to it, right? And I don't think there's anything anyone needs to say, is there? Prior to the main event of this this and podcast, no, nothing that hasn't already been said. Yeah, nothing that we didn't cover in our "What do you think the Punisher will be like?" segment. <laughs> Oh, we cut that segment. <laughs> we put a little bit of it as the tag. I guess there was a little bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what I thought it was going to be like, but I'm sure that it was better than what it turned out to be. I I agree. Thought you were the intense one, Paul. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we are talking about. The 2004 movie Punisher. We are on the 16th installment of our Merry Marvel movie March. And we are now into April 2004 and the Thomas Jane Punisher. So just to recap real quick, since uh, we didn't end up using the full segment last time. What did you think the Punisher was going to be going into this? Let's start with Chill Doug. Well, uh, I mean, obviously I'd seen it before, but... uh... You know, I thought going into it that it was going to be pretty decent revenge action movie. A lot of violence, a lot of killing, you know, fairly formulaic. Okay. Charlie, had you seen this before? I hadn't seen this before. I wasn't re- I didn't know that it existed. If it was in my head at some point, it had completely left by the time that you announced that we were going to do this movie. It's like there was another version of The Punisher, and I uh, knew that it had... still one to come. Yeah, and you had said there was John Travolta <laughs> in it. And so I was excited for some perhaps hammy, over-the-top John Travolta villain acting, a la Face Off. That's what I was hoping for. Gotcha. Paul? Um, yeah, I had not seen this before. I think that I basically I don't have didn't have a whole lot of expectations, just that it would be a uh, more of a dark and gritty turn for the Marvel movies and that there would be some kind of revenge involved. And as for me, I had sort of seen it before uh, when Doug bought the DVD and brought it over to Jason and my apartment. I remember very little about it. Uh, the main thing I remember is that Jason's PS2 broke down halfway through. And so we had an extended break while we figured out how to fix this PS2 <laughs> before we finished the movie. This is the movie that made the PS2 give up hope. <laughs> yeah, so that's the main thing I, rec- I remember about this movie. But let's talk a little bit about behind the scenes. So this Punisher film was apparently in development 
Uh, Wikipedia is telling me as early as 1997. Ah. Uh, Marvel had been interested in making a Punisher movie. But in 2000, Marvel made it a, a long-term agreement with Artisan Entertainment, uh, a company that was later down the line bought by Lionsgate. So it's not that they completely disappeared. And maybe you remember the Artisan name from a couple things. That deal included Captain America, Thor, Black Panther, Deadpool, Ant-Man, Iron Fist, Morbius the Vampire, Long Shot, Power Pack, Mort the Dead Teenager, uh, which is such a deep Marvel cut that I've literally never heard of it until I saw this article. <laughs> seriously? I Seriously. Never wow, heard I've, of that. I've definitely heard of Mort the Dead Teenager. I'm pretty sure I've seen Mort the Dead Teenager on the newsstand like 20 years ago. Oh, okay. And uh, then as it turned out, although it wasn't announced in the Variety article, uh, apparently The Punisher. And of those movies, The Punisher seems to be the only one that actually got made. But once they uh, signed that agreement, it looks like it was more or less straightforward. Apparently, this is based on two comic book stories, primarily Uh, The Punisher Year One, which I don't know anything about, but I assume is an origin story. And the 2000 run of The Punisher, informally called Welcome Back, Frank, written by uh, Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon, who are probably better known for things like uh, Preacher. And so this movie stars Thomas Jane as John Punisher. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Taking liberties right off the bat. (laughs) This movie. Uh, Thomas Jane is... Frank Castle, an FBI undercover agent who has just retired, but in his last case, I guess, uh, accidentally got a person killed who happened to be the son of like a high up mob boss sort of person. So that mob boss, Howard Saint, uh, played by John Travolta in honestly a fairly low key performance. Mm. I thought, (laughs) yeah, uh, Decides to uh, get revenge by murdering just about every single person Frank Castle has ever encountered. Now, 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 he was originally just wanting to kill Frank Castle. That's right, but his stone cold wife upset over the death of her son. One of her sons, stone stone cold wife, upset over the death of one of her sons, said, "Nope, kill them all." Yep, everybody at the whole extended family reunion. Yep, all dead, (laughs) and uh, except. Frank Castle survives, and so he goes to take his revenge eventually, one day, at some point. (laughs) (laughs) He'll get around to it. Hey, you know, yeah, he he had to give the law a chance to take matters into their hands and bring the bad guys to justice. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. If if you're going to uh, yell at them later for their incompetence, you have to give them the proper amount of time. (laughs) Yeah. Gotta give him. It was his faith in the system that, (laughs) you know. Well, yeah. The Punisher, faith in the system. (laughs) (laughs) This is what we pay taxes for. (laughs) (laughs) They'll get it sorted out. (laughs) So, uh, well-meaning public servants. The movie. (laughs) 
So I, one thing I noted was that I could generally tell what was happening in every scene, but I subsequently looked it up, and it turns out the Born Supremacy doesn't come out for another like three months after this. So that's why I could still tell what was going on in action scenes because the Born Supremacy hadn't infected oh. all subsequent <laughs> action movies with just like whip cuts and shaky cam and no one can tell anything that's going on because we're all actually really bad at like emulating Paul Greengrass's style. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically thinking of like the opening car chase of quantum of solace where I literally in the theater was like, I have no idea what's going on or what <laughs> any of these cars are. Who's driving what? <laughs> this is a mess. Uh, out of curiosity, what year was Catwoman? Catwoman is also 2004. Okay, because that one's got a, there's like a, a basketball scene where in the space of like a minute, there's about a hundred cuts. Wow. I think I've that's the only scene that. I've seen from Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, that's... same here. <laughs> it's utterly amazing how bad it is. But it's not really the, the green grass shaky cam style. It's more just they're they're just, I don't know, maybe they were bad at their job or maybe they were just trying for something that did not work on any level. Fun fact about Catwoman, released the same day as Born Supremacy. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, wow. <laughs> that meant audiences were torn between seeing the Born Supremacy or Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> so is that one of the uh, bifurcations in the space-time continuum right there? Is <laughs> what people decided. People could have really, really got on board with Catwoman, and then we would have had completely different <laughs> sorts of action movies after this. <laughs> Only they'd released a different weekend. <laughs> That's the only reason Catwoman did badly. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I was say I remember you were saying that um, you were disappointed at how long it took <laughs> Frank, Frank Castle's family to die. <laughs> yeah, it does take a long time. Uh, I it, we'd established it was thirty two minutes in before. Wow, really? Yeah, in a uh, two hour movie. Oh, yep. It took it took thirty two minutes to kill them all. And then, like, explode the dock. I actually thought it, you know, despite the fact that it took a while for them to do that, I actually thought the setup was, you know, okay. I didn't hate it. And, yeah, uh, I was on board. And I was just like, wow, like, John Travolta's wife is, you know, ice cold. And, wow, they're not just killing his wife and kid. They're killing everyone. Right. Including uh, Rob Schneider. <laughs> Rob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> Paul and I were just talking a little bit ahead of this that you know because we had been joking about that and I'm like huh I think this movie actually would have been better with Rob Schneider as the <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean it's not like Bryce Schneider did a bad job it's just like why was he, he dies there? right away yeah exactly yeah. Which I guess he was on board with the movie because he was the director's neighbor. <laughs> huh? Oh, for real? <laughs> of course, yes. the trivia. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. See, that just made me start thinking about Rob Schneider and like Sequest DSV <laughs> talking to the dolphins and stuff. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch that. That'd... Yeah. <laughs> um, really? So you, that movie, The Animal. <laughs> Did they make that movie? I never actually watched the animal. I did. And any thoughts? Uh, boy, it's. I mean, I. <laughs> this was a rental. Uh, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, but he also acts like them. But I think he also can communicate with them. Don't quote yeah. me on that, though. 
Or do, See? because it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> See, Adam? Clearly you need to rent the animal. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, at the end of that whole, like, setup sequence, I think was my genuinely my favorite line of the whole movie, where uh, the guy who rescues Frank Castle, whose name I have no idea what it is. Which doctor? A local fisherman. That's what uh, that's what Wikipedia is telling me. Oh. <laughs> um, he says something like uh, "Con de Dios" and uh, the Maya Punisher. Con Dios. Maya Con Dios, thank you. And uh, the Punisher says, "God's gonna sit this one out." <laughs> I actually thought that was like <laughs> genuinely like a, a quality line. <laughs> Unfortunately, what we got after that in no way lived up to that line, but. I think part of the thing I was really surprised at is how little killing Frank Castle actually ends up doing. It takes him a long time to kill anybody. Oh, yeah. Well, he kills the two guys in the office building with all the money. And that's at like the halfway point, right? Yeah. Yeah, that did take a little bit, actually, to get to there. That was after he he tortured the guy in order to get that information. Yeah, we didn't really torture him, right? He just... Well, he, you know, psychologically. Yeah, I guess psychologically him. tortured right, exactly. him, but you know, got him on his side, so he was willing to help him out later. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was the most surprising part of the movie to me was that. Okay, so it's the Punisher, right? So he's got a he's got bloodlust. He's got to get revenge, and then the first guy that he finds that he could have done something bad to, he decides, I guess, just to get on his side. I just thought it was a little bit weird. I was like, oh, he's finally gonna get one of these bad guys, and he's like. Mm-hmm. Actually, he's kind of nice to him in the end. Well, Charlie, he explained it's not about vengeance. It's about punishment. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. It's true. That is the thesis statement uh, of the movie. <laughs> at which point I was like, oh, man, I was looking for a revenge movie. <laughs> so the Punisher in general through the comic series, what doesn't he have more of a deal than simply his family is murdered? I know in... At least the Netflix series, or in the um, when he came up in Daredevil, right? One of the seasons of Daredevil, that he's got something wrong with his brain, right? Or uh, some I, sort of I injury. I think that's just. I think that's specific to the Netflix stuff. It is, yeah. Okay. And and I, by the way, that that is completely dropped for the actual Punisher Netflix series. I don't think that ever oh, came it? up. Okay, so yeah. it's just the Punisher has always been just somebody who's been wronged and is going to punish people he's, right there's nothing he's like super ex, about him <clears throat> he's an ex-marine right in, from vietnam slash uh you know iraq slash afghanistan depending on you know what era punisher comics you i think you read i think yeah. I, I grain of salt because i don't really read punisher comics as i'm not really that into the character but yeah my understanding is that you know like all the marvel comic characters like some of that backstory stuff kind of shifts a little bit but in general yeah uh ex-marine like special forces, I think. So yeah, it's not just it's like it's not just some random guy getting revenge, right? Like he has training and stuff. Right, yeah. He's well equipped. Yes. And also he yeah. uh can do a lot of stuff with weapons and things because he knows how to use them. I'll just I guess we'll just get into it. My hugest problem with the movie was just that. So oh okay, this movie felt to me like a bad action movie, and in that sense, I kind of enjoyed it. Like watching like a Jean Claude Van Damme movie, like Knock Off or something like that. There were some cheesy lines and some like funny action <laughs> action scenes, but it off. didn't. Ugh. 
Couldn't that have been a Marvel movie? <laughs> yeah, I think I'd rather watch Knock Off again. Yeah, so that's got Rob Schneider. Right? What? It really does. He's the crack <laughs> CIA oh, yeah, agent. Sam. I guess is what what links this into this Marvel, all the Marvel movies we've been watching so far. There just doesn't seem to be any sense of fun about the movie, or you could just strip away the um, like the veneer of it being the Punisher, like take away the T-shirt take away the references to that and then it's just another like revenge action movie right i didn't feel like yeah, there was enough but, to make it really like I mean, the punisher yes but but we've had Is that conversation about previous we've had pre yeah we've had that conversation about previous marvel movies right like the first punisher is you know just a general a generic you know entertaining reasonably entertaining action movie right that seems to have a little at the bearing on the comics like if you didn't know about Blade that it was a comics character, you'd just be like, "Oh, stylish vampire movie action film, right?" Like so, right? Yeah. But but what's well, in the like place I think, of that here? Like, but, like, uh, I guess I'm not sure what you mean. Um, okay, so if there's nothing to really ground it in comic books or the Marvel universe, at least from like say the, my perspective, for somebody who hasn't read the comics, then the movie should have really been a lot more fun than it was, right? I need something yeah. else <laughs> to get okay. into. That's it. The I think I'm not sure though. I don't really know that the Punisher is at all synonymous with fun. I mean, with the yeah, okay. exception of that one jet ski cover. Here's a question that I uh, you expressed to me in confidence, and I'm now violating that confidence. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that you had looked down upon. Part of the reason you hadn't really seen a lot of superhero movies is that you had kind of looked down on the genre. Yeah, uh, comic book movies, that kind of thing. And so I think I want to ask you what why it was that you had these this prejudice for lack of a better word like what was it that made you go oh comic book movie Ugh, I i'm think, not interested i th- i think it had to do with the specific comic book movies i had seen like i had seen x-men i'd seen oh so this Spider-Man. is my, my fault no 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 dragging I, you all these bad movies no. <laughs> i'd seen x-men i'd seen spider-man i mean so good ones and i think even well, all the way up I, to I, iron I, man well, what about like DC stuff, like you know, Batman, Superman stuff? Have you seen any of that? Yeah, I mean, I had seen, I think, all of the Batman movies that had come out to that point. So those had devolved over the years. Um, sure. Yeah, we're not think, even. It's 2004 at this point, so we're not yeah. even the Batman Begins. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess my. I don't know if you're currently in the 2004 mindset, or if you're just talking more generally. So but, yeah. more specifically, I think when we came to Iron Man, I watched it and I enjoyed it. And I just thought back over the superhero movies I had seen and thought, well, there's just going to be more like this, right? I, I Like when Thor came out, I kind of watched it a little bit. I got bored. And I was like, I, I didn't really think it had tons to offer. Like I wasn't expecting each one to have a sort of own unique take as a film. Okay. Oh, you're and I was wrong. Cookie cutter? Yes, exactly. So it wasn't that I didn't think that they what? could do no. something. What? Well, no, I just think of the the successful superhero movies up to that point i think you couldn't probably argue that they are you know with some exceptions more or less pretty cookie cutter and that they all follow a roughly similar similar formula and obviously we've been you know discussing like some of the changes they do within those formula stuff but you know a lot of it's just like here's the origin story now they're going to fight a particular villain you know and that's going to be the main climax of the movie there will typically be you know, varying amounts of wisecracking along the way, you know, from like 
not a lot to like a decent amount. So, no, I don't think you're necessarily wrong in what you're saying. Yeah, I think it just was a matter of going back and starting from the beginning, like we did with these Marvel movies, that it's a little bit easier in context to see what the differences are. And that makes it much more interesting than every, you know, year or two years going and seeing one movie and saying, yeah, that seems similar to the other ones. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I can. I can yeah. And I, I, can I, I guess just by. Yeah. Just when you saw them in the theaters, right? Presumably you, you can only see certain ones. You don't see everyone. So you're, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not necessarily going to get a lot more of the variety. Okay, I guess that's just, yeah, I kind of want to bring that up because I think this is a movie that, although it has some comic book aspects, it doesn't really feel like a comic book movie. And again, that's similar to like the previous Punisher movie, although I think this one's closer to to a comic book movie feel than that one was. Or maybe it's just like in a couple of particular characters. And here I'm basically thinking of the couple hench that Punisher fights and then like the three people that live in his building that the, apparently these are the only residents in this building oh, are these yeah. four people they better be oh. <laughs> <laughs> only ones left alive yeah. but I think again like I like we all have all been saying none of us have read the Punisher comics so we don't know for certain but you know my guess is that the Punisher as a comic book tends to be a little well I was going to say a little bit less comic book movie, but now I'm thinking about some of the things I know about the Punisher and that's probably not actually true, but I think it, I think it's material that lends itself to a more, a less comic book approach. I think, I think it's probably a better way to say it, mm-hmm. even though ultimately this does actually follow the same beats, right? Of like origin story. There's a villain that he fights the villain in the climax. So, you know, maybe not like one of the differences in the comic books, at least is that, the Punisher being kind of an anti-hero, he's not afraid to kill people. He definitely racks up quite the body count. So in the comic book, in the comics, that didn't so you really happen here. Yeah, which is a little bit odd. Well, he almost got this feel like in the movie they were keeping him from you know explicitly murdering thug after thug to keep the law away from him, perhaps. Or maybe just to keep the audience on his side. It's not just, oh, this guy's also a, a murderer. Yeah, yeah, that could be. But like to the point where I actually asked Doug during the viewing, hey, what is this even rated? <laughs> so yeah, all the killing is saved for the third act for the most part. <laughs> all at once. Which I was super on board with. Like the first act, I thought, did a really good job of the setup. And the third act, was really great, you know, lots of action, inventive killing. It was just that middle portion with the uh, other other apartment dwellers that was just, uh, we get on with this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, problem. We we it's need to show that they they work as a good surrogate family for Frank Castle. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, the other I just problem want to see him get revenge. The other problem is that the first act is 30 minutes and the third act is like 10 minutes. And the second <laughs> yeah. act is all the middle. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah. I, I was really hoping, you know, because they, at the beginning of the second act, it's kind of his like getting locked and loaded scene, kind yeah. of a montage. Mm-hmm. He's making the car, you know, and then ultimately they didn't really do anything with it. He crashes <laughs> his car immediately. <laughs> I think that was maybe the maddest of anything in this movie was how much they wasted that car. He used it once and then flipped it over. I was expecting like a good chase scene. 
Well, and that could have filled out a good middle act, you know. Though there was a good like stopping scene <laughs> where they weren't <laughs> chasing each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there was a, like a slight drawbridge jump. You know, they dropped like maybe eight, ten feet off the off the bridge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Interestingly enough, not the first time that a vehicle got rolled in the movie. True that. The, the beginning car scene was uh, much more thrilling. Yeah, actually. Yeah, I like the beginning. I like the car chase scene when his family was being murdered. Um, but, <laughs> but <laughs> I really enjoy it. Really it is what it is. One of the better scenes. Really <laughs> it is. It is. It was a little bit lower stakes than I expected, simply because there wasn't anything around them. Like if they go off the road, well, it's okay because they're on the beach or whatever, right? They're pretty much going in a straight line. Although there was the boat. I I thought mm-hmm. the boat was pretty neat. How they slowed down and then the the boat that was hitched to the back of the car uh, managed to fly on top of the other vehicle, which had stunt men in it. They actually looked yeah. very close to hitting them in the in the head. So yeah, a couple of okay car scenes, but yeah, one at the very beginning, one tucked kind of at the beginning of the second act, and then not much for the rest. Just seemed like they made uh, such a point of him, you know, cool. building his car that. I was expecting a lot more out of it. You know, like, oh, all right, here we go. There's getting, you know, <laughs> this is a car movie now. Pretty soon Vin Diesel's going to show up. <laughs> going to be racing for pink slips. Well, it is worth noting that the very end of the movie, the, the climax, was very car heavy. That was. Hell yes. yeah, okay. <laughs> for like that, that like two minute Yeah, finale. yeah exactly. It, it is the, the director's debut film yeah yeah yeah. okay he he is apparently better known as a writer uh he wrote die hard with a vengeance Mm. for instance Mm, okay and uh jumanji apparently oh okay uh which one uh the 95 one the okay robin williams Williams. yeah uh he he wrote armageddon he like worked on that so so apparently he was so bad i couldn't even like i i got to a point and just turned it off Stop watching. Couldn't take it. But you have seen the clips where Ben Affleck is on the commentary making fun of the movie, right? Uh, no, I've heard that such things exist. But uh, oh yeah, there, there's a there's a great one where he's just he just like spends like two or three minutes just making fun of the setup of the movie <laughs> <laughs> about sending oil drillers up into space rather than astronauts because he's just like, yeah, you, you're right. It's much harder to train an astronaut to drill a hole. And train a driller to become an astronaut. That makes way <laughs> so much sense. But uh, apparently, he was writing the Punisher, and then the, the artisan or whoever was basically like, "Hey, you want to direct it too?" And he was like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> Got to learn how to do that eventually. Sure. Yeah, it's part of the goal. So let's talk about some of the secondary characters because I think you made a good point, Adam, in that. Or if you want to figure out where the comic book influences, that's m- mostly where you see it i suppose beyond just the character of the punisher himself it's like these extra characters are very strange <laughs> like there's the yeah. hit, the hitman who yeah. also plays the guitar but decides not to <laughs> that, come that's apparent that that guy harry heck yeah. that's the name of the character apparently is a, a punisher villain oh really yeah not a major one he apparently doesn't make it too far but i think he's part of the welcome back frank storyline so yeah, that character's in there. 
there's the big brute who comes and has that fight scene with him in the uh, apartment building. Oh, yeah. He's got the mm-hmm. amazing striped shirt. Yeah. Like that striped shirt kind of tells me, <laughs> OK, he must be a character from the series probably early on. That character is called the Russian. Oh, uh, he, I believe, is also from the Welcome Back Frank series. And then also the three the three tenants that aren't Frank Castle in that apartment building are, well, I guess Rebecca Romaine isn't necessarily widely drawn, but the other two are uh, pretty broad characters. And they are also from that comic run. Ah, okay. See that? That's kind of what I suspected with all of these different characters. Like I I wouldn't be surprised at all if those were pre-existing and they had been tried to, tried to fit them into the movie. Yeah. Rebecca Romaine, not as mystique, by the way. Oh, yeah. So another Marvel appearance from her. Apparently, there's only like a a couple dozen actors and actresses in the Marvel world, and they just keep showing up in various movies (laughs) under different guises. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We're only, I think, we're uh, about to see in a couple movies with Fantastic Four, huh? Oh, even before that, we're only we're literally only two movies away from Ryan Reynolds Marvel debut. Oh, 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 wow. Jeez. Yeah, That's no, right. I think Ryan Reynolds, I you, think X-Men Origins Wolverine. I, I forgot about Blade Trinity. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Yep. Yeah. So like you were saying, I think um, I think these are like comic book characters. I'm just not convinced they're used that well. Effectively. Yeah. yeah. Not convinced yeah. they should have been there. Yes. Or if you're going to or if you're going to have them in there, like like actually build them up right? right rather than just like oh random thug he plays a guitar and now he's dead <laughs> or like like that russian guy should have had like a way bigger part right like he should have been like the right hand man of john travolta right rather than the the closeted homosexual guy oh yeah i commented during uh, <laughs> the movie that if he had just been like comfortable and open and if he just owned his homosexuality uh John Travolta would not have killed him for thinking he slept with his wife because he'd just be like, that dude's gay. Yeah, that's come on. I thought it was pretty funny that uh, John Travolta was allegedly best friends with, uh, what was it, Quentin Glass? Howard Saint and Quentin Glass were allegedly uh, best friends, but Saint didn't know that Glass was gay, but Saint's wife knew that Glass was gay. I'm just like, what the heck, man? (laughs) You're not a good friend. Well, maybe maybe she did make a pass at him, and he was like, "I'm gay." No, it could be. As you're saying, he's almost saint is almost justified in uh, at least some of his actions. I'm not saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But the other thing is that Frank Castle, like, how did Frank Castle know that Saint didn't know that he was gay? Like, so the whole plot would have fall fell apart if it turns out that he already knew that. That's true. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. it's a small quibble from a really stupid plot point to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I guess. If, well, if you, you know, if you'd known, even 2004, right? It was a lot more of a yeah, big deal, exactly. right? To, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, be yeah. openly gay. Yeah. But yes, I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's slightly surprising that his best friend doesn't know this or even, yeah. even suspect it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, if it weren't for that, Frank Castle would have just had to go with conventional murder to kill everyone. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. true. 
Yeah, and clearly the wife had to die for the story because she was the reason why Frank Castle's family died. But Although I don't you know, know you had... he knows that, does he? Uh, he no, he, he actually he no, he does get told that. Maybe really? he tells him, doesn't he? Oh, Something maybe. Maybe, I swear. maybe that's oh, true. Okay. Yeah, it's brought up later in the movie, but I don't remember. I think I missed context. that. Yeah. Pretty sure. Okay. It's... I have to tell you something that's crazy that I've just discovered. Okay. His wife is played by an actress named Laura Herring. She is apparently a countess. <laughs> no kidding. Oh. Uh, wow. she, in 1987, she married Count Carl Eduard von Bismarck Schönhausen, the great great grandson of Otto von Bismarck. They divorced in 89, but she still gets to be called Countess, apparently. Oh, wow. Once a Countess, always a Countess. You know, if you were a, a Count without uh, much uh, moral bearing to you, you could just make a service where you just married people and divorced them <laughs> just to give them a title. There's probably a reason you can't do that, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like the title would be all that legitimate at that point, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just watering down the uh, legitimacy. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I, there, there could be some really subversive monarch out there, like <laughs> just like you know, I want to burn this whole royalty thing to the ground and just start like marrying and divorcing, and you know, yeah, but then the just like taking it down, diluting the title from the inside, you know. Yeah, but that would just dilute his title. The rest of the nobility would just be like, "Oh, you're you're whatever the nobility version of excommunication is." Yeah, the dude's definitely married multiple times, and so I guess they all get to be countess. Hmm. Also, it's telling me that Laura Herring, Wikipedia is telling me that Laura Herring is best known for Mulholland Drive. Yeah, I was trying to figure out where I remembered her from, and that's it. So I guess let's just get into, here's my big question. Do you think that The Punisher is something that can translate well to movies and television? Do you think this is something that there should be more adaptations of, or they should try just at a different angle? I think I've actually, while watching this movie, I think admittedly having never seen Punisher Warzone, which I have heard from people is actually a fairly good action movie, but I don't know how Punisher it is. But it occurred to me watching this movie that the best Punisher movie I've ever seen is John Wick. (laughs) I have the exact same thought. That's a great point. John Wick is surprisingly close to how the Punisher would be. The only things that are different, right, are the continental stuff, right? But that movie isn't a huge, isn't an amazing movie because of the continental scenes, right? It's an amazing movie because of how Keanu Reeves plays John Wick and how everyone's terrified of him and all that stuff, right? And I think if you made a Punisher movie that was basically like that, that it would actually be very stylistic very impressive i think the problem with this punisher is that it tries way too hard to get you on frank castle's side through like emotional manipulation and things right yep rather than just being like dude that guy's a badass like john wick is right yeah 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 i mean especially now in 2018 it's not hard for us to get on board with you know we don't have to fully like the motivations of the character who's doing this stuff right doesn't need to try that hard it's it's like the gloves don't come off in this movie until the very end for that really short third act. Handing, you know, putting a landmine in the guy's arm and telling him, you know, basically, how good are you at isometrics? <laughs> you know, like that was inspired. I, I thought that was, I mean, awful, but 
it was definitely imaginative. I, I appreciated that. But so much of the stuff leading up to that was just dull and I didn't care. And just, ugh. There was a lot of potential that was only realized in a short bit of the movie. Yeah. Like, it was, it was like if you, you, if you took the relative size of the second and third acts and switched them, I think this could have been a decent movie. Brienne was watching um, Riverdale while I was watching The Punisher. <laughs> okay. Which is the, the crazy CW Archie soap, right? I'm oh, yeah. pretty sure during the time period we overlapped, more people died in Riverdale. <laughs> up until like the third act right <laughs> like i kept looking over at her screen i was like oh there's another one gone over there everyone's still alive over here <laughs> you know i was like when are they gonna get to the punishing uh what does everyone else think about john travolta as the lead villain uh he exists that, that can certainly he's, be said. He's, he's in the role. <laughs> presumably he was paid for it. <laughs> he presumably was paid for it. That's uh, good. A, a subtler performance than uh, whatever his character is named in Battlefield Earth. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Cyclos, right? <laughs> right. But I don't remember what his actual character was named. Was he Pearl or was that someone else? Oh, yeah, might maybe this yeah. Pearl. A movie I've never seen. I've only listened to your podcast about. It's keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a movie that I think is worth seeing only to get a sense of how truly awful it is. So if, so I if ever that get into film in cinema, I should watch it. Yeah, but as so a regular civilian, don't. Yeah, it's not a movie to watch to be entertained by. It's a movie to watch the way you watch like a car crash happen, where you're just like, oh my gosh. I can't believe this is happening. Is everyone okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not everyone made it out of that movie. <laughs> I don't have much to say. I, I thought he did a decent job of being, you know, the, the bad guy. I didn't think it was a standout performance, but I thought it was a good performance. It was solid. Yeah, it was solid. It was believable. It wasn't terribly memorable. Intense, Paul? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd have to say I more or less... In, intense, like, Paul? Yeah! Uh, <laughs> just louder, Paul. Not more, <laughs> same level of enthusiasm, just a louder volume. Oh, uh, yeah, I would uh, have to say that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would have to say that! <laughs> I would have to say I just... I generally agree with that assessment. Like, you know, you kind of want a little more from him, but you know, it wasn't bad. Yeah. It's just nothing about him though. That like stands out, right. That you're like, Oh wow. Remember John Travolta and the Punisher. It's more like, Oh yeah. John Travolta was in the Punisher. He never chews through the scenery. Yeah. He gets a little close when he's confronting his wife, but that's about it. One of the first things you see with him is him going to the morgue to see his son's dead body. And it's just this sort of like, Oh, my son is dead. I'm really angry about this. Probably people sure are going to pay for this. Like he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I, I know he. It's like somebody had told him from his previous performances, which may be true, that like you're just hamming it. You're way over the top. You need to rein it back. And so he went from like 
a hundred back to zero. And there, on yeah, a there, scale of ten. On a scale of ten, yeah. <laughs> and there are a couple of moments where you almost <laughs> think he's about to start acting, and he just doesn't get there. It's almost as if instead of acting, they decided they were just going to give him a pipe. <laughs> it's like that'll have to do. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not gonna do anything, let's let's put a pipe in his mouth. Like that was the weirdest thing, that little like old timey pipe <laughs> that he has for a couple of scenes. It's the closest thing to personality well, I didn't, I didn't he really had. Remember that. It, it like shows up twice. It's like one of those curved pipes. Yeah, no, I I know what you mean, but like it, <laughs> if you would ask like if you hadn't told me if you would ask me, does he smoke a pipe in this film, I would have said, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not even sure he smoked I would have said no. <laughs> I think it's just hanging out of his mouth. I don't think he's smoking it. <laughs> just for the look. I don't light it. <laughs> yeah, it's like somebody told him not to not to bring his A game. And you know, if if it was just it seemed like a payday, then I would understand it. Maybe it was, but he was in so much of the movie. It's not like he showed up for a day, filmed his scenes, and then left. He's probably got at least a half hour of screen time, I would guess. Yeah. But I mean, it's not memorable, so it's hard to remember. But yeah, it was my biggest disappointment in this movie is knowing that I would have just liked him to go over the top with it. I mean, when you think that everyone's betrayed you and your son has been killed, there's so many instances where he could have just gone for it and nobody probably would have blamed him. Unlike Battlefield Earth, where he's just over the top all the time for no reason. Does make it more watchable than it would have been. It does. (laughs) It really does. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Like, I've never heard anyone enunciate like John Travolta in Battlefield Earth. You just don't know how to get the proper leverage. (laughs) Wait, you've seen this movie? (laughs) I'd like to forget. (laughs) No, I think I I watched it in like seventh grade or eighth, something like that. Yeah. And, you know, never. Never it didn't really that. stick in my brain very much, other than I remember leverage being a very key <laughs> part of the plot. <laughs> I remember him saying it a lot, really enunciating it. They were just foreshadowing the 2008 economic collapse. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should go back oh. and watch it under a new lens, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe you and Jessica should. <laughs> I guess the only thing we could maybe talk about is just how you thought Thomas Jane did as Frank Castle. We haven't really talked about that. We talked about John Travolta, but not Uh, Thomas Jane. You know, he, I don't think it's him. I think it's the script. I think it's the way that, you know, as we've talked about many times already, that act structure is drawn out, that he just doesn't have a whole heck of a lot to do. He can't really dig into it until the end. So, I mean, I'm just not going to find him very memorable, but that's, just because of the movie that he was in, I think more than anything else. Yeah. I think like you've got a lot with the, the alcohol abuse. It it felt like the way in which they were trying to sell the character was as, you know, trying to build sympathy for him and such. And I mean, granted I haven't read, like maybe that is how he is in those Punisher stories. I've only ever seen him show up in other comic books that I'm reading, but generally when he shows up, He's pretty much got a black and white view of morality. He's out, you know, like someone's a criminal. He's going to make them pay for being a criminal. And like, there's not, not really, a, there's not nuance generally 
when he shows up in the comics that I've read. And it felt like they were trying to, almost trying to put some nuance to the character. And I wasn't buying what they were selling. But I don't think, like, Thomas Jane himself, the actor, like, I didn't mind the performance. What he was given to work with wasn't something that I was terribly on board with. I have to say, yeah, I, I more or less agree with Dog in that. Uh, yeah, I think they probably spent a little too much time trying to make the character sympathetic or trying to, you know, get us on his side. When I think it just would have better served the character to really go all in on the punishment side of things. Maybe maybe 2004 audiences weren't quite ready for that, or at least that's what they thought. <laughs> yeah, I, I have one thing to add. Uh, in the comics, a lot of the times when the Punisher shows up, he's basically a force of nature. Like, his morality is so stark that it's difficult to reason with him, particularly while he's shooting at you. So I never really got a feel in the movie that he was a force of nature, though. He felt a little too human. And wasn't that's not really what I'm what I'm looking for. So so far we've seen Dolph Lundgren, and I liked his performance better. And then um, I like John Bernthal a lot in the Netflix series. I only saw the first episode of the Punisher series, but I saw the Daredevil season he was in. I thought he worked really well as the Punisher, even though yeah, I'm not sure that good. that whole storyline or how I'm still questioning how well the comic can really ever be adapted. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. It's, He's my least favorite Punisher. I guess I have to say that. (laughs) So far. Yeah, who's the Punisher in Warzone? Uh, uh, Ray Stevenson. I don't know who that is. He's one of the Warriors 3 in Thor. He's uh, Volstagg or whatever. The big guy who loves eating food and such. The lusty guy. But yeah, my favorite scene in the movie was something I didn't expect, which was the, the fight scene with the Russian. I actually kind of liked that. As stupid as it was, and as much as you've seen scenes like that done in other movies, a sort of, you know, weapon of opportunity scenes where he keeps on picking up different things to try to thwart this guy and keeps failing. Particularly the part where he, he throws the grenade and the guy just hits <laughs> yeah. it back at oh. him <laughs> like a baseball. Yeah. That I did was like pretty that funny. Yeah. I thought that was a great scene. It just really captured what I was looking for in this movie which is just brutal smashing people through walls action. <laughs> Seven things you didn't know about the Punisher. Okay. The fire hydrant trick really works. People called 911 during filming due really? to the explosion at the Bank of America building. Uh, oh, okay. The Russian got actually stabbed by Thomas Jane in that fight scene because Thomas <laughs> Jane forgot to swap the real knife for a prop one. Oh. oh no! Oh no! And and apparently Kevin Nash was so the guy who played the Russian was so uh, amped up. It says that he didn't realize he was bleeding until the scene wrapped. Oh. Wow! Wow! Uh, in the scene where Re- Rebecca Romaine sews up the knife wound, she actually stuck the needle in too deep and stabbed his actual flesh. Oh. Uh, the popsicle bit is straight from the comics. AKA <laughs> the only part of the movie I remembered. <laughs> Those earrings were genuine. As in they were worth them. They were a million dollar earrings. Yikes. And the director's cut was three hours long. Ooh. Could have been Ooh. even longer, you guys. Wow. 
Yeah, and they cut it all from the final scene, final act. <laughs> it's, it's just it's a perfectly balanced movie, actually. Just forty five minutes of that guy trying to hold up the uh, the mine and not let it drop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it cuts away and it cuts back, and he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> beating on his forehead so ultimately what did you think of the punisher did it uh did it get you pumped up did it did it uh did it not get you pumped up somewhere in the middle you know in other words how many murdered extended families out of 10 would you give this movie (laughs) i would like to propose that we rate the movie in terms of skull t-shirts oh murdered extended families I don't feel good about murdered extended families. <laughs> so rate accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, geez. I'd like to give this zero murdered extended families because that's never justifiable. <laughs> How about accidental stabbings? <laughs> that's pretty good. Ooh. Yeah. We'll let Doug go first. I guess he can make the final call. Um, I'm going to give it uh, five and a half. Five and a half skull t-shirts out of ten. Five and a half voodoo skull t-shirts. Yeah. Like the last one's kind of torn and ratty. Because, oh, like. It's a belly tank. So much much of the movie (laughs) is competently done. But I don't feel like the characterization works for me. And like that whole second act was just, it just drags the movie down. The, the whole thing had been like that third act. I think it would have been you know, pretty decent, probably like an eight or so. But yeah, I'm going to go with five and a half. Ugh. Charlie? Uh, so I know in recent episodes, we've been wondering where my rating ceiling is. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to go the other direction this time. Floor? <laughs> um, and this is... Keep in mind, too, I think this movie gained a full point just for that Russian fight scene. And I'm going to give this a two. I really dislike this. I I hated John Travolta. I hated that John Travolta didn't try. I (laughs) I I don't feel like John Travolta did enough to be worth hating. (laughs) It gets one one point for the Russian fight scene, and it gets another point for... The third act being slightly more entertaining than the rest of it. I just, I, I just couldn't get on board with this movie anywhere, and just, especially, I think this also suffers from the fact that we already saw another Punisher movie that I gave a seven to, apparently. <laughs> so, especially in comparison to that, which was a lot more fun than this, I just, you know, where's the fun? <laughs> Jeez, you're you're kind of talking me down. Can I give a re-rating? <laughs> Throw away that. Ratty well, why... t-shirt and just give it a five. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we hear was, from the other two? Entirely up yeah. to you. <laughs> I guess the question is whether you thought this was closer to Captain America or the '94 Fantastic Four, or I guess Daredevil theatrical cut. You also have a five on that. Uh, I think it's probably a wash. Rather, whether I'd rather watch Fantastic Four versus this movie again. What about this movie versus Daredevil theatrical? Probably also a wash or Daredevil wins. Uh, probably puts you out of five then. Yeah. Yeah. I, I revised my rating five. Okay. Paul? Mainly I saw that previous Punisher was a six. And so I didn't want it to be too close. Ah. Paul did not see the previous Punisher, unfortunately. 
for him. No, oh, no. no. That, was, okay. that was one of my missed uh, movies. So I'm going into it clean. <laughs> no. And intense. <laughs> no, no preconceived <laughs> notions here. <laughs> That's why I give it a 10. <laughs> 10 out and, of 100. <laughs> 10 out of 100. I'd have to say I agree with Charlie in that maybe if, if it wasn't going to be action packed and with like lots of violence and killing as I would expect, then it should at least be a little more fun. And this kind of didn't really deliver so much on on either of those. So in general, it just wasn't a I didn't find it a pleasure to watch. So I'm going to give it four skull t-shirts my uh my lowest rating ever just slightly <laughs> below men in black 2 um because thinking back to men in black 2 i didn't like it but i probably enjoyed it more than i did this yeah the word i would use to describe this movie if i had to describe this movie in one word would probably be morose mm. it's just mm. uh yeah i agree basically with everyone everything everyone said yeah I hated this movie. Okay, yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, I was kind of on board with the first bit, although I still felt like it was being manipulative. It's like, oh, he's retired finally. Like, I rolled my eyes <laughs> at that. age 40. <laughs> yeah, I just he's retired from public service. <laughs> uh, and I'm just like, oh, are they going to kill everyone? Yes, apparently they're going to kill everyone. It's not enough to have his wife and kid killed right so it's like uh brianne looked over me while i was watching this and she's like i've never seen you so upset while watching a marvel movie <laughs> uh the only saving grace i'm going to say this movie has is you know as much as i didn't think that the three fellow tenants in the building belonged in the movie um, I found them to be at least somewhat entertaining to watch. I would much rather watch the the two guys interact with each other than just about anything else in this movie, honestly. <laughs> and, and I think the only reason I'm not going lower on this is because my memory of movies, certain movies coming up are such that they may be worse than this <laughs> for me personally. You know, not to <laughs> thrill everyone <laughs> with a preview of like what's coming up. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to give this a three, mm, which for okay. me is like a big deal. Yeah. 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 Wow. When I was like watching this movie, I was like, you know, at least the first part of Howard the Duck was entertaining. <laughs> right. The second half, right, is awful. But, uh, I was just remembering, you know, I was watching this movie and going, you know, Howard the Duck was better than this. So, yeah, three, three shirts out of ten, and they're, yeah, <laughs> they're not nice shirts. They're not <laughs> nice school shirts. <laughs> Knockoff shirts. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so maybe when we get to the great calibration re-rate when we're all 65 and we've done all the marvel movies maybe that'll go down a bit but <laughs> i'm a little worried about some of the movies coming up then maybe they'll be worse so that's why i'm not going lower but yes now uh so that unpleasantness is behind us now <laughs> and we could 
And uh, next time we get to move forward a couple months to June 2004 and Spider-Man 2. Which apparently Doug and I need to be re-educated on. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, it was just details, right? Where they were like, oh, Otto Octavius was, you know, taking his revenge on everyone. It's like, that's not really what happens. <laughs> I didn't say that he was. I think that was just you misunderstanding what we were saying. All right. Well, you know what? <laughs> <F-ing> you. <laughs> That's a great way to go out. Yeah. For another edition of the Gobeski Wells Report, my name is Charlie Wallace. Oh, yeah. We haven't actually left yet, have we? No. I'm Adam Gobeski. <laughs> and our two guests of varying intensity, Doug Gobeski. It was great to be here. And Paul. Stop that, Paul. Paul Cranberry Wilcox. It was a fantastic, uh, fantastic time. It it wasn't a punishing time. It it was mildly punishing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the scores suggest that. Well, the problem is that it wasn't punishing enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I gave it the solidly mediocre five. It was just wallowing. Was, yeah, was punishing us instead should've, of should've the. Should have called uh, this the wallower. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good superhero, the wallower. Thanks everyone for listening to the show. Make sure to check out GobeskiWallsReport.com. We've got lots of exciting opportunities for you to entertain yourself there. Oh, I thought you were talking about job opportunities. The job opportunities we have don't pay, so they're really more of unpaid internships. And you can follow us on Twitter, at GW Report, and you can like us on Facebook. So if you're looking for an internship, talk to Charlie. An unpaid internship that gives no letter of recommendation. Just the satisfaction of a job well done. But you can stay at Charlie's house. Um... All right. There was two different scenes with people making sauces <laughs> and testing them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, so wait, which one's the stereotypical Italian guy who's making sauce? Yeah. Is it the neighbor like, or is the it the money counter? Eating the money while making <laughs> sauce. Like, that doesn't even seem safe to have a hot plate by all that cash. <laughs> <laughs> some expensive tinder right there <laughs> or just splashing sauce on your bills yeah that has got identifying marks you know hey, hey, they're laundering it they're laundering the money it doesn't matter if you get sauce on them it'll just come out in the wash <laughs> is my understanding of how money laundering it's works. gotta add some oxyclean in there and you're yeah. all literal yeah. literal washing of money is money laundering I'd also, also like to see the courtroom scene where it's like, Exhibit A, Your Honor, this money has sauce spilled all over it. <laughs> we were able to track it back to this man and his his grandmother's recipe for tomato sauce. We tracked the paragon. <laughs>